0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about the NFL and fantasy football at large for SportingNews.com. And as promised, as we've looked at the mock draft here, we're going to get to the second half of my penultimate mock draft. There'll be one more that... uh, I won't necessarily break down here, but there's not going to be too many more changes as I get into the final, final mock draft. But we broke down picks 1 through 16. Now I see them kind of playing out, and also the philosophies. I'm thinking of these teams and how they might uh, change their uh, perspective with their offensive skill positions in the draft. We broke that down in the previous show, and now we'll look at the picks there in the second half of the first round, 17 through 32 and it'll be fun to actually have some picks coming up this thursday through saturday where we can actually put some uh, players on actual teams see their value so far get a good picture of every team's offensive overhaul and changes after this soft season and kind of break that down so looking forward to doing that we'll also get into the schedule a little bit this week but uh and looking at team by team things, but first we got to get into this second half of the mock draft, and it's good. This this second half uh, picks up nicely from the first half, where we have offensive skill positions, and this is on SportingNews.com. You can read more about my mock picks there as well. I've got three mocks. This is the most updated one, and we broke down a previous one on the show. Washington Redskins at number seventeen, Dalvin Cook. There's been some questions about him with the off-the-field concerns and whether that's going to affect his draft stock. I don't think it's going to affect it too much. He's still a guy that is very productive, wire-to-wire back there at Florida State. So Look at the Redskins. They got Robert Kelly there that really outperformed everyone's expectations as an undrafted free agent. He made uh, Matt Jones look pretty weak, really helped make up for the loss of Alfred Morris there. So, there's that, but I think he's more of a power back. They call him Big Rob and all that. So I think they need a more complete back that can stay on the field. You've right. seen in the past they've used Kelly there on early downs uh, or Morris, but in the past, and then they moved over to Chris Thompson to be a key player there on third downs. So with Cook, they don't have to worry about that as much. So I don't think it's shocking if Washington goes in this direction. I think it's still going to be good for his fantasy value. I think anywhere that Cook goes, he's going to see a pretty heavy role. is my feeling, just because of what he can do and his skill set and being out there early downs, finish there in the red zone when needed, and also uh, catch passes and be effective in the passing game. So I think that's what you're looking for in Washington. Otherwise, you're going to have kind of an uninspiring kind of group there with uh, Kelly and Thompson and kind of split production where you get some flashes from Kelly, some big games against some weaker defenses where the Redskins can run all over. But Cook is the kind of guy that can be that complete back and kind of change his value and be into the RB2 conversation no matter where he goes. Number 18, I have another skill position player here, John Ross, the really the fastest recorded player in NFL Combine history officially. The Titans need some speed on the outside. They've got some other guys that have uh, been pretty effective for them. Rashard Matthews, Delaney, Walker. But, you know, Matthews and Walker, kind of similar possession type guys, can stretch the field a little bit when needed when the tight end with Walker down the seam. And Matthews is more reliable in those short scoring situations. So they need a guy that can purely stretch the field, Marcus Mariota. I think John Ross is a good uh, fit for that purpose and I I think with Tennessee's wide receivers we've looked at in the past we've gotten excited about guys like Doriel Green Beckham and Justin Hunter and they just kind of flamed out so you got to take a wait and see approach to see if they throw enough there Matthews did have some value as a wide receiver three Walker was a solid tight end one for another season so Walker has been kind of the best target there. So it'll be interesting to see with Ross in the mix. But having Matthews and Walker there is definitely going to help Ross get open. I just don't know, in a run-heavy offense still with DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry, how many shots downfield. So Ross is going to be on the wide receiver three radar. But to me, he's more a wide receiver five no matter where he goes to start out with. Our next pick is number 19, and I have Derek Barnett, the defensive end, falling to the Buccaneers. Barnett, there's some been questions about some injuries there with Barnett. Overall, I like him as a pass rusher, but I think he's just a solid 4-3 guy. I don't think you can really try to force him into a 3-4 edge outside linebacker type role. Barnett is better in this four-man front. Buccaneers, early in the Around you look to the Panthers and Bengals if they kind of pass on him I I think he's going to fall a little bit and go to the Buccaneers the Bucs will be very happy with that he's the top need filler there defensive end they've had some guys up there some playmakers we know in the front seven with uh, Gerald McCoy at tackle inside and uh, you have Quan Alexander and Lamonte David on the next level but they really need a guy to rush the passer up front and uh, Barnett has some potential there. I think he's a guy that could step in right away, slide in on pass rushing downs to go play tackle. So I I could see him developing very quickly and bursting on the scene with uh, like eight to 10 sacks. I could also see him struggle a little bit to get his moves down and go two or three sacks in a rotational role. So for me, he's not on the IDP radar completely, but just something you have to pay attention to. Well, the Broncos at number 20, I have Garrett Bowles of Utah, the tackle going, but it could be really Forrest Lamp of Western Kentucky. It could be Ryan Ramsey of Wisconsin. Anyone to get that offensive line back up to speed would be very helpful. They need to protect their quarterbacks better, whether it's uh, Trevor Simien or Paxton Lynch starting so they can get the ball downfield better to Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. They also need run blocking, whether it's for C.J. Anderson and Devontae Booker. Or somebody else that they look at for their running game. Because it can sputter there as well. So Bulls fits both of those categories better than any other tackle. I think there's a chance Bulls could go a lot earlier. In that case, they might look at Cam Robinson there from Alabama with this pick. Or, or as I mentioned, Ramzik and Lamp. So I think it might drop to Robinson being the better fit than the other two after Bulls. When you look at the Lions, they need a pass rush here. Taco Charlton... Right up there in Michigan in Ann Arbor, played very good. He's similar to Barnett, where he has big-time upset side. He's got uh, some freakish ability, but he has to uh, kind of put it all together as a complete player. A situational pass rusher, I think, is going to be how he kind of breaks in and kind of is a little bit productive. But I would see Barnett versus Charlton. I think you're going to have limited results. You could have... Big, big numbers in some games. But overall, I don't think you're going to trust them in IDP yet. Look at the Dolphins. I think that they're kind of zoning in an offensive lineman again. Got Laramie Tunsil in last year's draft. Got him to fill a big-needed guard there. Starting to rebuild this offensive line. That's good news for Jay Ajayi that they're going to focus on the position. I would like Lamp to go there. That's who I picked. I think that'll be a great pick if you look at him as a right tackle for this team. I think that could be big for Ajayi coming off that breakout second half of the season after he was in the doghouse early there for Adam Gase. This is a good development. So you want to see them get an offensive line. I don't think it affects Ryan Tannehill's value too much. You know, we've seen the sacks cut down a little bit for him. But to me, this is a bigger boon for the running game to get that offensive lineman. Sticking on that offensive alignment. Theme. We got the New York Giants at 23. I think they're heavily locked in, almost like Denver is. I think Miami's a little bit more flexible. They could go after a corner, but I think like the Broncos, the Giants are going to look at offensive line. And Ramzik, I think he's more their type of offensive lineman, kind of smooth. They need a better left tackle for Eli Manning. Manning's taken a lot more sacks here in recent seasons. He used to be a guy like his brother Andrew Brees that kind of shifted his feet and got out of it, but. Even in the shorter passing game that Manning's taking a lot of hits, I think that's affecting their downfield passing game where they're relying a lot on Odell Beckham Jr. to take things the distance. But you got guys like Sterling Shepard and now Brandon Marshall in there where you want uh, some balance with this uh, passing offense where you want Manning to be better protected. So any pick there that they can potentially play at left tackle and move Eric Flowers, kick him out to right tackle, or maybe to guard, would be very helpful for Eli Manning. We go to the Oakland Raiders, and we're back on the IDP radar here. I think they could really use an inside linebacker. That was one of their big, big weekend weaknesses in the defense. They went out to help uh, Khalil Mack a lot. and They got uh, definite help across the board, but nothing solidified an inside linebacker. You had... Uh, Really, their biggest acquisition on that level is Bruce Irvin to help uh, Mac. So they need some guy to clean up, get some tackles. They do also need to address their defensive line as well. They need to get stronger up the middle, period. But you know the Raiders, if they're kind of soft still in the middle up front, that means they're still going to be vulnerable against the run. That means a chance to kind of rack up tackles for an inside linebacker. So I can see Davis being very active right away from Florida. He's kind of risen up the boards here as a potential Raider, that uh, it's starting to look like a potential match here in the draft that's actually going to come true. Number 25, the Houston Texans, if you're with us for our previous mock draft, that we know that the quarterbacks here are going to be gone pretty high, I think, with uh, Mitchell Trubisky, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson. So if those three guys are off the board, I don't think the Texans necessarily... Want to drop into Davis Webb or Deshaun Kaiser territory? I think instead I would go out and get a tackle like Cam Robinson there to help what uh, you have in Tom Savage and especially this running game with Lamar Miller. There was definitely some setbacks up front that uh, hurt both the passing and running game. So Robinson is a guy that they definitely have to look at there. A next pick here is. Seattle Seahawks, and this is pick is starting to materialize a little bit more and more. Kevin King, the cornerback from Washington, there would be some questions about him versus Quincy Jones, and, or Quincy Wilson, geez. So you look at uh, Quincy Wilson and not Jones. Quincy Jones would be quite a pick in Seattle if this would uh, materialize. He'd produce a few hits for sure, sorry. But K- King is a guy that's solid there as the number two corner that uh, you can see developing as a number one as a playmaker so he's a type of guy like uh, marcus peters also out of the same program that he can go out there and make some plays opposite uh, richard sermon he he's big he has some good range and he's good for the zone offense so we've seen some guys in the past where it's uh deshaun shedd or jeremy lane had their moments but someone hasn't quite been able to put it all together and be healthy and produce in that secondary is that fourth missing Legion of Boom member. It's kind of been on hold since uh, Brandon Browner kind of faded for this team and moved on, so they need a guy for that boom spot, especially with Sherman potentially being traded. That could uh, definitely raise the profile of his pick, and that a guy that can take over eventually as a number one. Sherman also is getting a little older, so you need to address that. where a guy that can swing as a number two playmaker, but emerge shut down and King is that guy. For the Kansas City Chiefs at number 27, they're going to look at corner as well, I think, inside linebacker's possibility. Maybe Jared Davis. Maybe they'll look at Zach Cunningham from Vanderbilt to play in there. But I like Gary Conley. I think he's a good counterbalance there to Marcus Peters. They, speaking of Peters, they need another guy out there since they lost Sean Smith a couple years ago to the Raiders. That Conley, a lot of Marcus Peters, type of ability. I think they would be happier, is was better in technique and uh, took a little less risk, but he's a type of corner that I think that defense can definitely work with, and that'll be interesting to see. But I think Kansas City is going to go defense here in the first round. The quarterback would be tempting, but I don't think they can afford to do that, especially as a contending team that needs some help. Number 28 is the Dallas Cowboys. I kind of love this pick. It's T.J. Watt the Cowboys. I hope it happens. It's the younger brother, JJ. He plays kind of outside linebacker more purely, so he can do different things there in a defensive front. He's kind of a hybrid player, just a guy that you want to get on the field and try to be as active as possible. So I'd love to see this, that Jerry Jones really wants to have that uh, war daddy or whatever he calls it to kind of anchor the defense. I think Watt's one of those guys that has the potential to stuff the stat sheet much like his brother. We go to the next one in number 29, Green Bay. Defensive back always seems to be Green Bay's first thinking in the first round. They can never run out of them. They seem to phase out guys, Sam Shields being the latest, where they kind of develop from sub-package player to starter, and then they either price out or age out, and they keep bringing it on where it's kind of a cycle of events here. So, They've been very happy with Haha ha Clinton Dix out of Alabama, playing safety and making a lot of plays there. So Marlon Humphrey, a solid good guy over round that you, you don't really have too many weaknesses with him, maybe nothing spectacular. He's not going to come in necessarily and have five to seven interceptions, but he's going to hold down his coverage, uh, whether it's sub-package or playing on the outside, and uh, do a good job. So Packers, I think, will think defensively. Again, they seem to all the time. Same thing with the team that's picking it. Number 30, Steelers. I think they go Jabril Peppers with Michigan potentially. And 29-30, it seems like every year with the Packers or Steelers, they're always looking for an edge rusher slash playmaker in the secondary all the time. And that's maybe why these teams are consistently good because they're not really desperate. They're just kind of stockpiling. And Peppers, I think this is a team that can afford to take Peppers. He's a versatile guy we've seen them use uh, Troy Palomalo in the past. I know that was with Dick LeBeau, different situation, but Pepper's the same guy he can move around as a chess piece. For starters, they need inside linebacking help, so maybe he can be a hybrid type player for them, clean up against the run a little bit while he kind of learns the ropes in the secondary in terms of being on the field a lot, staying in coverage. He's still a very good guy that can come and play up a lot. They could have room to develop a safety. He could uh, play in sub packages for them early. So, there's a lot of things to like about Peppers. Again, IDP-wise, if he goes to Steelers, it will have to be a wait-and-see approach. There's a lot of guys there like uh, Ryan Shazier that uh, can make some plays. So Peppers uh, will be learning his way well, in Pittsburgh just won't be maybe the production we're looking for. Number 31, Charles Harris for the Falcons. He's a defensive end for Missouri. I like that Vic Beasley, they moved him around, got him to be a pass rusher and very effective in that role. Wherever he was lined up, uh, whether it's linebacker or defensive end with Harris, I think he's got similar hybrid capabilities. I I think that uh, for Atlanta, they're they're gonna like the fact that Harris is a guy that they can move around a little bit. Uh, I think some people see him as a three four outside linebacker. I think he's better suited for the four three. To be honest and. That's good for Atlanta because they need a guy that they can slide at a tackle. With Beasley, they can move around the edge a la Khalil Mack a little bit and things that he can do, but they just need a traditional defensive end to really boost their pass rush, especially the way uh, that Grady Jarrett is playing inside now. Really had a breakout Super Bowl, so they're looking outside. So I can definitely see Harris being very effective for the Falcons and a pretty good pick here at number 31. And our last pick of the first round will end on a good note here for fantasy and offensive skill position player, David Njoku from Miami. And you look at Njoku, very athletic, not too much difference here to me from O.J. Howard, who I mocked way up there to the Panthers in our previous show in the first round. But I think you're going to have two tight ends go in the first round. Njoku, too talented, too unique, not to be drafted. It's kind of interesting that he might go to the Saints, who already have Jimmy Graham drafted and got some good value of him before trading him away. So same program, the Hurricanes. Najoku might be a better all-around talent than Graham in terms of blocking and all that down the line. But the same type of receiver is very special and what like the Saints want there. They have their Marcus Colston replacement. Worked out very well with Michael Thomas. Not any of their Graham replacement for more than the short term. So Njoku and the Saints would be pretty good. He's a guy that you would look at right away as someone who could uh, produce in this offense with things opening up there, especially with no more Brandon Cooks. And now you have an opening for that second option behind Thomas and Willie Sneed. I think Njoku can be that guy. So there you have it. There's a look at my picks 17 through 32 in my latest mock draft for sportingnews.com. Kind of not just looking at the picks, but what teams are thinking with each pick and what they need for their offenses. And kind of give you a setup nicely for fantasy football when we get the real picks coming up this week starting Thursday. So excited about that. Excited about uh, just having teams complete. And now we can actually assess these teams, break them down position by position for fantasy football. So make sure you're checking out all the great podcasts on the Locked Network. Our draft show is a rolling. This is a big week for them. Definitely want to hear what the breakdowns are on Locked On NFL Draft. you got NBA playoffs are rolling. You want to check out what all those individual and national blogs are doing there in our format here on Lockdown Network it's kind of your blogs that are daily listenable. So it's pretty awesome to have that kind of a podcast network. So it's really what I look at it as it's a blog where we get to do this in podcast form every week. So check those out. NFL, NBA, fantasy on both fronts as well. We're rolling all the time here on lockdown network. So until next time for lockdown fantasy football, this has been Vinnie. What's you doing? Ran out of space on my phone. So I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. <laughs> really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free k 20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile Network. See store for details and terms and conditions.